Hello there. This is CSW, creator of Incarnation Red. If you enjoy Incarnation Red and want to help keep it going, support the show on Patreon via the link listed in the episode notes down below. In return, you'll receive a variety of perks ranging from a monthly Q&A slash horror gaming livestream to a chance of having a mini-episode made based off of you and your fears released on the main RSS feed for everyone to hear. Additionally, all patrons receive access to an exclusive patron-only Discord server where you can chat with fans and myself, watch live streams of pre-release episode editing, and join in on regular horror movie nights. I rely on your support to keep the show going, so any amount, no matter how small, will help me bring you more scary stories more often. Link is in the episode notes down below. Additionally, if you are a fan of audio drama podcasts in general and want early access releases plus bonus content from Incarnation Red, absolutely sign up for Apollo Plus, a creator-owned platform where every subscriber helps audio fiction creators for just $10 a month. You can think of Apollo Plus almost as the Netflix of audio dramas, offering exclusive content, ad-free and early access releases, behind-the-scenes content, supercuts, and a whole, whole lot more, all by supporting the creators you already know and love. With Apollo Plus, 70% of the revenue goes directly to us creators and provides all of us, both creator and listener, with a place to enjoy the shows we love, such as Afflicted, 13, and of course Incarnation Red, and a whole, whole lot more. And of course, Hemophobia, my upcoming horror podcast, will be there too, so join Apollo Plus through the Apollo Podcasts app or by going to apollopods.com slash plus, that's P-L-U-S. Incarnation Red is a horror anthology podcast and thus contains material not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You don't want to go in there all by yourself, do you? Episode 1, Doppel. There are sounds. I lie awake, staring at the ceiling. I'm not sure exactly what to do or how to react, but I do know that there are sounds. There are sounds outside my bedroom door. I lay still in bed. I crane my head down to look at the door. It is very quiet, but I can hear something. I sit up, reach for the covers, but then pause. The sounds have stopped, or maybe weren't there at all. I rub my eye and listen closely. Nothing is there. Sitting up, I turn to my right and see the numbers of the alarm clock, glowing green. It's 1.13 in the morning. I'm usually asleep by now and definitely should be, so I lay back down and close my eyes. The next night, there are sounds.
I lay still. I lay still and listen and wait for them to stop, but they don't. They are so faint, so distant in a way, but they are there. Eventually I get up and stretch awkwardly over my wife in bed next to me, and my feet find the hardwood with difficulty. I grope for the bedroom doorknob, and in darkness the door gives yield to more darkness. I step out into the hallway. Noise, if there really was any, isn't so audible anymore, or I just can't hear it in my groggy state. I rub my eyes. I shrugged myself and turned to find the door, but it's a few feet away from where my hand is groping. I adjust, find it, and go back into the room, closing the door solidly. The next night, there are sounds. The same, sort of, but different as well. I don't want to get up, so I open my eyes and keep them open because maybe that's something close to understanding. They persist, seeming to get louder as if they were approaching, but sounds can't approach. Sounds aren't a thing that can approach you. They just exist, pervade the air, kiss your eardrum like a friendly reminder. Knowing this, I get back up again, lurching out of bed, opening the door. The hallway is dark, but I enter it. Sounds are in the kitchen. So I walk down the hallway toward it. It sounds almost like television static, but I can see at the end of the hallway that the living room is completely dark and the TV is off. And the sounds aren't in the living room. They're in the kitchen. I turn the corner. No one is in the kitchen, but I can still hear it. I look around the room, around corners, out the windows, but there's nothing there. As I do so, though, I notice there's a spatial element to the sound. It's louder in some places, quiet in others. I pace around, listening. so gentle, so faint, it almost isn't there at all. But it is. And I can hear it. Getting more and more audible, just barely. Until it ceases completely. I blink, rub my eyes. I turn around, but something's wrong. I'm facing where I was just facing. I'm standing in front of the kitchen backsplash, in front of cabinets and door handles. A 180 degree turn became a full circle, or just didn't happen at all. I blink. I rub my eyes. I breathe slowly. Then I turn around and head back toward the hallway, then my bedroom, then sleep. The next night I wonder why my wife isn't woken up. I shiver. I pant shallowly. I can feel something cold on my neck and it's not stopping. The sound isn't stopping. I need it to stop and it isn't. My lips are numb and tingling, and my mouth cannot move, but I can feel words behind them. 
ideas, notions, things I shouldn't even think, let alone say, absurd things, crazy things. Things like what kind of thing or person, person can make noises like the ones I'm hearing. Things like, are my thoughts my own, or can something or someone, someone else think them or hear them too? Things like, how long will it take until the noise reaches me, but then I remind myself, sounds aren't a thing that can approach you. They just exist, pervade the air, kiss your eardrum like a friendly reminder. reminder of what? It occurs to me that I don't remember how I got out of bed, mere instance after I do so. I approach the door. I have reached it. I have reached it so I should open it. in a little light, but not as much as it normally does. There must be a new moon tonight, I figure. A new moon. Who's there? I call out, loud enough to make my presence known, but quiet enough to avoid waking my wife or the baby. There is no reply. The room is too dark. Darker than I could even imagine it dark enough that I can't see where I'm walking. All I can do is walk and blindly grope the surfaces. They don't even feel... real. The window doesn't look real. The bedroom I came from and the hallway I walked down don't feel real. The only thing I have is the noise, guiding me forward through the darkness, in directions I cannot fathom but that I follow nonetheless until the noise is so loud that I am standing in front of the kitchen backsplash. In front of cabinets and door handles. The same place where I turned away from and then back to last night. I stare. I blink a few times. I breathe slowly. I am holding something in my hand. I hold it extended away from my body, out at my side. It is in my right hand, clutched tightly, shaking just slightly. I turn and see a kitchen knife, the largest and sharpest that we own. Shaking in my midair grasp, but the blade pointed down. My eyes twitch and water, incredulity grabbing my thundering chest, but I manage to tear my eyes away, craning my head back forward. I turn downward. I see the knife drawer sitting open in front of me. 
I ease the tight grip, relax my fingers, then quickly throw the thing back into the drawer and slam it shut. My hands shake. My stomach feels like ice. My whole skin tingles all over. I can't keep balance, can't hold myself up anymore, and I fall backward onto the kitchen island. Arms judder at my side, and every organ inside me shudders with a unique timbre, my body one convulsive, discordant symphony. And in this dissonance, I think. I have never had a history of sleepwalking or night terrors, but I do not need to be told that this is what this is. Chronic worry runs deep in my genetics, and this is the inevitable byproduct. I hear sounds in my house at night, and of course, of course, my first thought is of an intruder, of something, some, some, someone, coming to hurt my family. So what do I do? I get a kitchen knife to defend myself. What else would anyone do? What better thing is there to do when you hear something, some, one, in your house? But I know it's not real. In my sleepwalking state, of course, I would be getting a knife to defend against the source of these noises because I can't comprehend that there are no noises. It's all in my head. My wife, my infant son even, who is the lightest sleeper in the house, they haven't so much as stirred for the past three nights when these sounds happened. I've been hearing them every night for three days now, and to me, they are real, as real as the sounds of someone upstairs upstairs. I throw myself in a sprint out of the kitchen and into the hallway, speeding down the hallway in the opposite direction of the bedroom. I pivot into the corridor of the stairway, throwing myself up the stairs and barely aiming my steps anywhere but up. A thin grip on the stair rail keeps me tethered, flailing my way to the top, then immediately to my left through the open door of the nursery, where the room is empty. I lurk around, search every corner, Nothing is there. No one is there. I stagger and sit, practically falling into the recliner chair, and it seems to me that the blood in my ears is louder than any of these sounds, than any sound at all could ever be. My son stirs softly in his crib. I try to keep my breath quiet. I stare at the crib, waiting and keeping still, but never taking my eyes off his small frame between the bars. Eventually he settles. I stand back up, approach him. My son's crib is small, his body even smaller. I slip my fingers between the bars and feel how thin they are, how breakable. I want to pick him up and feel how small he is, how breakable. I check myself, bring my breath back under a safe volume, if for no other reason than to avoid waking my wife via the baby monitor. Because my son isn't stirring. For once, he looks sound asleep. Placid. He knows nothing of the room around him. Or of the house outside that room. Or the world outside that house. He isn't thinking about all the things that could happen. All the things that might be all the horrible, horrible things that he might have to suffer, replaying it over and over in his mind on endless loop. He just lays, sleeps, dreams even. I want to pick him up. 
to hold him so badly. But more even than that, I just want there to be silence. After my eyes have dried, I go back downstairs and get in bed. The next night, I come prepared. I can't let it happen again. During the days that follow these nights, I'm so ill-rested and groggy that it takes a toll on my concentration, and I feel myself constantly drifting off. So, when I'm settling in for bed, I take three sleeping pills. More than I should, no doubt, but I'm desperate. I need to sleep deeply enough that no level of sound will be enough to wake me, at least until morning when the pills have worn off and my alarm wakes me at seven. The time I need to wake up. The time I always wake up. The time that a normal, functional person is supposed to wake up. I take the pills and they do the job handily. And I'm out before I can even wonder when I'll fall asleep. On this night, though, I dream. In this dream, I am standing in my garage. I stand near the center of the garage between my car and the refrigerator. The light is dim, the center bolt putting out a much lower wattage than it usually does. I look around, ask myself if I'm out roaming again, chasing noises God knows where, but I'm not. I can tell I'm dreaming because I can't feel my feet, even as I walk forward a little, scanning more of the room. I can see from a small window next to the side door that it's nighttime. Other than this, though, I can see nothing of note, nothing out of the ordinary, so I turn toward the door that leads into the house. It is open. It is standing open. The house inside looks darker than normal. And from this darkness, on the concrete floor of the garage, a long blood stain extends. Covering the space just in front of the door, spreading out in all directions. My eyes following it, I see that I am wearing only a white t-shirt and boxers, and I am barefoot. And my feet are coated in the blood, numb in all the places that it touches. It occurs to me that I am calm, remarkably calm, given the circumstances. Perhaps if I were awake I would feel different, but knowing that this is a dream, I study the door with curiosity, not fear. Why is it open, I think vacantly? Why is there blood here? Where did it come from? I walk forward. Either the blood is dry, or I just can't feel how wet it is, or how warm. I walk toward the open door, and through it, into the dark, dark house. I am looking at the wall. If I turn right, I will see the living room. I turn right. I see the living room, and I see inside I am thrown out of sleep. I sit up immediately, panting, and quickly cover my mouth so I don't wake my wife. I feel awake, instantly clean of languor, from dead asleep to all two living inside of one instant. I look at the clock. 
It's 2.21 in the morning, long before the sleeping pills should have worn off, but here I am. Alert. Wide-eyed. Nowhere even close to sleep. Panting and heaving in my bed, but not... sweating. I look at my arm curiously. I'm not sweating at all. I stand out of bed. I know the whole point of the pills was to keep me in bed, but I can hear nothing right now. No noise, no thumps, nothing. And so I know I am completely lucid. I quietly leave the bedroom, walk down the hallway to the bathroom, and turn the light on. I sit down, crack the door behind me so the light doesn't shine in my bedroom. I breathe deeply for a few moments. I stand up, go to the sink, begin splashing water on my face. It's cold, elucidating. Colder than I would have expected. It reminds me of what real sensory experience is, what it feels like to actually feel something material, to actually see something that is really there, to actually hear... It's in the hallway. I can hear it in the hallway. I consider stepping out, running away from it, but I remind myself there is no it. There is no thing to run away from. There is no weird, bizarre thing going on inside my house, and even if there is... If there is, it's so close right now that there's no point in running anyway. The sound is loud. It sounds as if it's just outside the door. As if it came all the way here toward me, but sounds can't approach. Sounds aren't a thing that can approach you. But whatever is making them can. shifting open. It opens wide enough for me to see that nothing is there, then stops. I turn back to the mirror. After that, I sprint away from it, out of the bathroom. The lights are on. The door was left open just to crack. But it's empty. There's no one inside it. I stare at the vacant space a little while longer, like I'm searching a puzzle for its solution. Ultimately finding none, I turn the light off and push the door back fully open. I turn around and walk back to my bedroom. I manage the door shut quietly, tiptoeing back into bed. I don't hear anything, I remind myself. Everything's quiet. I pull the covers up and bury the side of my face into the pillow. Everything's quiet. I open my eyes. On my wife's nightstand, the baby monitor flickers its green light. 
the line of lights fills up, turns orange, red. I jump out of bed and into the hallway, throwing the bedroom door open loudly. I start down the hallway, then hear it. Upstairs, loud, progressing from the nursery to the staircase, down them, round the corner. The door in the hallway swings open, hits the wall. The steps progress, loud, inhuman, approaching me with another horrible, horrible, horrible noise. My son's creeping small. His body even smaller. He lays in it without knowing. Without knowing what's in his room. Or in this house. Or that I'm here. Still looking for him. He's aware of nothing. Nothing at all. I blink. I look around. Shake myself. My breath begins to quicken, my heart with it. I know where I am, but why? Why am I here? Well, why else? I heard noises on the baby monitor, and and I wanted to see what was going on, right? I heard something up here, and I, I wanted to protect my son. I needed to protect him. What else would anyone do? But why am I clutching the kitchen knife again? It shakes in the air. It trembles. I try to ease the grasp. I try to put it down. I try to move my hand at all. I can't. Downstairs I hear my wife calling my name. calling for me. It feels almost like a call from inside of me, like a call from a voice I once recognized. I listen closely, listen for the voice, listen, listen, listen. Incarnation Red is created, written, narrated, and edited by C.S.W. 
the opening theme was written and performed by Annika Hansen. All music and sound effects used in this podcast are created in-house from scratch. For more information and regular updates, follow me on Twitter at CSW underscore horror or visit my website CSWHorror.com or like the show's Facebook page, Incarnation Red, as always, spelled R-E-A-D. For behind-the-scenes looks and other scary content, you can follow me on TikTok or you can follow me on Instagram at Incarnation Red. Thank you for listening. <laughs>